Welcome to the Weekly Sustainable Digest, brought to you by the School of Global Environmental Sustainability. This week, we explore how conflict zones create accidental parks. For the last two weeks, the eyes of the world have turned toward Korea as the 23rd Olympic Winter Games are being hosted in Pyeongchang. Much of the coverage of these games has focused on politics and the relationship between North and South Korea. While they marched together in the opening ceremonies, these two countries remain physically divided by a heavily guarded strip of land cutting across the peninsula, the Demilitarized Zone, or DMZ. The DMZ was established in 1953 as part of the ceasefire that ended active warfare between North and South Korea. It has been described as the scariest place on Earth because two huge armies stare at each other across no man's land, waiting for any provocation from the other side. This danger keeps people away, but it creates a haven for wildlife. Over the last six decades, plant and animal life has thrived in this accidental park. At about two and a half miles wide and 155 miles long, this strip of land covers a variety of habitats and provides refuge for numerous species, including the endangered red-crowned crane. There have even been unconfirmed reports of Siberian tigers, a species long since thought extinct in Korea. While the DMZ is a symbol of tension and conflict, it is also a place of great potential. Since the 1990s, conservationists have been trying to officially recognize the DMZ as a protected area. This would help protect local species, but might also play a role in reducing tensions between the two countries. Turning a conflict zone into a preserve isn't a new idea. Another, perhaps more infamous, armed border was the Iron Curtain, which split Europe into East and West communist and democratic. Perhaps the most prominent part of the border was between East and West Germany. As in Korea, people were not allowed to venture into this area. This let nature make a comeback. After the fall of East Germany in 1989, Germans from both sides of the border quickly mobilized to save what they saw as a unique ecological gem. While they weren't completely successful, they did protect about 85% of the former border as a green belt. Later, the vision was expanded to encompass the whole of the former Iron Curtain, stretching nearly 8,000 miles from the Barents Sea in the far north to the Baltic Sea in the south. While this is an impressive achievement, the Greenbelt itself is narrow, sometimes only a couple hundred feet across. This doesn't provide sufficient habitat for most larger animals, but it does form important connections, or ecological highways, between larger protected areas. Connections like these are important because they allow animals to freely travel between protected zones, finding new homes and new mates. These current and former militarized borders have created unintentional conservation areas. But can conservation itself actually be a force for peace? Last week on the Sustainable Digest, Carolina Gutierrez talked about how environmental preservation and study can be renewed following the end of decades of conflict in Colombia. Some researchers, however, think environmental protection has a role in actually ending conflict. Dr. Salim Ali at the University of Vermont thinks that facing a shared environmental threat can bring two adversaries together by initiating talks in an otherwise conflict-prone relationship. For decades, Pakistan and India have fought over the Kashmir region. While important politically, the region is also an important water source. By coming together to address potential water shortages, Many hope these two nations can create a more lasting peace. 
If you're interested in learning more about this topic, come explore the Environment and Conflict in Latin America Bilingual Film Series and Symposium being held next week at CSU. A film series will be held around campus from Tuesday to Thursday, followed by a symposium on Friday in the Lowry Student Center. On Wednesday, Gina McCarthy, the former head of the Environmental Protection Agency, will speak about sustainability, world health, and climate change. The event will be held in the Student Center Grand Ballroom at 6 p.m. Visit sustainability.colostate.edu for more information on both events. Thanks for joining me, Rod Lammers, for the weekly Sustainable Digest from Colorado State University. For more information, you can find us on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, or at kcsufm.com.